Casually, casually is the casually is the best I've got for you. Yeah, not here, and not not the Bob Barker, microphone. and not here. <laughs> Please remember to have your pets spayed or neutered. Hello, friends. Welcome back. It is Love Wrestling Interviews. This is the first. I think that this will be the first I release of the new year. Oh, full full disclosure. I don't have any more interviews currently lined up. So, hoping the DMs are full when I hop off of this one. Jack Pride, the man of two minds. It's good to have you on, friend. It is good to be here. It's been quite literally four years, about a little more than four years since you and I have hopped on and uh, and done an interview. Since the last, the last time, time we did one. The last time we did an interview. And you can probably date me on this one. Um, is I came down, it was right after the PWA anniversary show that like Ricky Steamboat was on. Yep. Uh, that was where I first like linked up with Kayla J, Envy, yep. KJ Cash. Yep. Sorry, Kayla. <laughs> um, but that's where I first linked up with her. And that's how I first came down to my first CWC show. And that's where that you is. and I met and we started to get to know each other. And then we did the interview shortly after that. So that would have been like four or five years ago, if my oh, math's that's right. Wild. What's new? <laughs> oh my uh oh lots of things it's... where do we start you're you brand new actually as of four days ago the 2022 love pro wrestling wrestler of the year yeah that's new yeah that's new that uh that was very unexpected uh i figured i'd be like maybe top three for voting i really think that Spent the whole year as champ, clandestine society. I really thought MRB would have finished ahead of me. Uh, but I thought the wrestler year was for sure going to be son of Irish's spot. Like the kid can't get a win to save his life on the love shows, but my God, is he over? <laughs> but I mean, saying all that, it's pretty cool to, because like I was talking to somebody like, ah, oh, yeah, but it's just a fan vote. I was like, but were wrestlers like the, the say, fans are the ones that, that all well. that matters <laughs> yeah like, yeah so that was that was really cool i felt uh yeah i was really surprised but in a good way so like i uh yeah i tried to like i, I probably could have worked harder last year let's be like i'm being honest but i put in a lot of work and i feel like uh wrestling kind of gave a lot back to me last year so it was pretty cool well, and like you can dive in as much as you want with it, but like that's a very different pride than when we were texting, you know, sort of this time last year, we were talking about what you wanted to do in wrestling and sort of where your headspace was at. So like, where were you last January, February? Because we ran our first show in March and again, you dive in, but like that was going to be one of your last matches. Like you were going to retire if I remember right. Yeah, right. that was something that was absolutely uh, on my mind. Um, I had actually uh, a different promotion. We'll leave them out. Uh, they reached out to me for February. I think it was like the end of February. I did their rumble and I worked a bunch of matches until the love show at the end of March there. And it was really heavy on my mind. Um, I'd been talking to a friend of mine, uh, a former wrestler himself, Maniac. Uh, him and I talk fairly regularly and like between him and I, we had planned out the potential for like a whole angle. Like I, like I said, it was very in my head and I was like, okay, this, if this is how I'm feeling, this year, like, I'm not just going to, you know, up and oh, that's it. Like, I would want to go out, you know, something I could be happy with. So I was going to approach you with one of these angles that Maniac and I had put together and be like, hey, I'm really thinking about this. Can we go with this? And then, yeah, that match against Mo and Larry, like that, I don't know, something about that. And it was, it really was like that match and the backstage at Love that really, kind of switch things over for me because like I remember when we started the match, me, Mo and Larry, we did a spot to open the match with me and the lumberjack. We we're like, Oh my goodness, buddy. And like this big hug, but we like found you shout out for <laughs> tales from the undercard. Cause this was their thing, but like it yeah. paid off at our first show. Like uh, we lost a wrestler story. Yeah. That was <laughs> so good. And Larry was so perfect for that spot too at the time. Like it was just, it worked so well, but like, that was a real moment for me uh, just to be back in the ring with somebody that I consider like a good friend in this business. Like uh, speaking to CWC, 
one of my first like major, major feuds in probably my second major feud in CWC uh, was with the lumberjack and over the Alberta title. And like, we worked really hard together. So like, dude's got a special place in my heart. He always will. So having that moment in the ring to give that big hug in front of the crowd and have them pop for it, that meant a lot to me. And then just how the rest of the match shook out, I could have lost. Like I did go over, pinned uh, pinned lumberjack with the tights. It was wonderful. Uh, <laughs> I could have, I could have been like, had the mat. Like they could have washed it with me. Like could have like easily put anyone over, and I would have felt the same way. Felt so good about it. The connection with the audience, and then coming backstage, and I've told you this. Like I've told a lot of people this. CWC for me. Uh, it was something real special about that. Like we built that from the ground up and the connection with the audience and it just something backstage at those shows always felt different. And I'd never felt it until being backstage at love. And I've told you this before too. Uh, for me, love, it's like CWC grew up and this is like just the professionalism backstage, the camaraderie backstage, the, you're never going to escape the drama but it's got so much more less drama than anywhere else and yeah just like that whole amalgamation of that whole night how everything shook out the like i said the roster backstage the fans the match all of it was just like oh yeah this is what i was missing for the last two years in covid oh i don't actually want to retire i was just i just hadn't found myself and oh here i am kind of thing and yeah i just completely uh switch flipped in my head i'd been working sporadic matches and after that show i picked up every date i could after that so yeah a uh, big shift in things and it ended up actually being my busiest year i had most shows booked most matches wrestled and most provinces wrestled it was my biggest year in i was gonna say and well we'll talk about that in a second because for anybody who hadn't listened subscribe to our patreon you can get the first interview i did with this here jack pride <laughs> and as part of that first chat that we had we really dove into the cwc so like let's not go too too heavy into the into the lore i yeah. suppose of Alberta <laughs> wrestling but we brought him up a couple of times so uh what was the cwc give uh not your cliff note history but not the long-winded history <laughs> Uh, basically, uh, CWC was, there was a handful of guys down in Red Deer and try as we might, we couldn't really get booked much of anywhere else. No one took us seriously. Uh, a certain promotion that's been around kind of like a cockroach for a while. Their workers were calling us backyarders, guys that just, just every opportunity to belittle us they took was there not wrestling in red deer like at all or no was okay there was uh yeah no one was booking red deer at the time cwe might have been trying so maybe do like their sporadic once in a while or? yeah but like nothing of real meaning to, because i've lived in red deer my whole life and it wasn't for a long time that i discovered that indie wrestling even came to town so yeah there was no one and so, yeah, they, no one really took us seriously. So we're like, well, we all want to wrestle. We all have the ability to wrestle. We had all received varying levels of training. So let's do what we can, put something together, bring in some veteran level guys uh, from the area, Edmonton or Calgary, uh, bring them in to help bolster us, get things going. And then once the, the Red Deer crowd connected with us with cwc and i think the big thing there was cwc treated red deer like it was the only stop because it was but they treated the fans that way whereas other promotions come in and it's just another stop on the tour they don't care mm -hmm. so red deer attached to cwc in a big way and we were selling out after like our third show we've like constant sellouts because we had just connected with the fan and so there's a real special place for me for that and without CWC, I wouldn't have been able to reach out to other promotions and be taken seriously because I had built a uh, repertoire and I had built a bit of a name through these Red Deer shows and us doing all the things we were doing. And yeah, it was kind of a passion project for some really passionate wrestlers that just wanted to wrestle. And yeah, without that, I wouldn't be where I'm at I might not even be wrestling at all at this point if it wasn't for CWC. Well, and there aren't a ton of people who have done it 
to this point. I know there are certainly a number, but like you're one of the only people that I do know of, especially recently, that has wrestled quite literally, I think, for every promotion that's come through here. If I remember right, if you list them all yeah. in your head, I don't I don't think there's one you've missed. The only promotion that I've never worked for, period, but also Alberta is CWE. Yeah, uh, I've worked. But some of the I've worked for MPW, they've worked for PPW, CWC, RCW, LPW, um, LLPW, Lakeland Pro Wrestling. I remember them yeah. out of Bonneville, right? Yeah, they did two shows. I remember. Yeah. Uh, fun on both you think shows. call them Sports Network back then. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Uh, who else has been through here? Yeah. Like basically any promotion that's come through Alberta since 2014, I've been on their show. Oh, top talents is one other one I haven't done, but yeah, but that is what it is. Yeah. I guess is that like a conscious choice? Is it just like looking for different stuff? Did you intentionally want to work everywhere? Like what's the sort of mindset there? Um, oh, Can-Am. That's another one I forgot. I'm working with them. Um, yeah, it's kind of just, uh, so it's so like Lakeland Pro, they reached out to me and were like, and again, I was doing more like CWC was my bread and butter at the time. I was doing RCW at the time also. But yeah, they reached out to me and was like, hey, we don't have a champion. You seem to be very prominent with the Alberta title at this time. Do you want to come in and defend it in our main event? Was, Absolutely. I got no problem doing that. And back then... Uh, my intentions were to make that Alberta title the busiest title in Alberta. Yeah, I was almost defending like the I, the Alberta IC. That was my full intention. I had defended it uh, in Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Winnipeg at the time. So, like, I was, yeah. So that mentality was just like work everywhere, work as often as possible. And then that same thing happened this year. I just, if a company hit me up, hey, do you want to come out? Hey, you want a spot? Sure, yes. If I have an availability, yes. Like, yeah. there's no. Some people will say, and it's not a it's not a wrong mindset, it's just not for everybody mindset. Some people will say, you know, not all bookings are good bookings, which can be true, but I also personally try and make the most of any booking I'm at. So yes, it might not be a roster filled with the upper echelon of Alberta wrestling. It might be some green guys from the bottom, like a, a big mix. That's cool. I'm going to come in and I'm going to do Jack pride stuff. And Jack pride is going to be the best Jack pride. He can be that night. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the approach I take wherever I go. I was going to say, it's a bit of give and take, right? Cause like, you know, you certainly want to heed some warnings sometimes. I think we've all learned the hard way. Absolutely. Yeah. That goes, but like, I don't know if it's the best way to put it, but like sometimes you have to find out for yourself if yeah. it's a bad booking. Cause like, Eyes are eyes, man. And that's that's yeah. really the goal is is make money, get eyes on you. Yeah. And what might be a good booking for one guy will be a bad booking for a different guy or vice versa. So like just because somebody, unless you're getting stories from everyone you talk to, yep, this place is going to not be good. This place can then maybe heed that. But if it's like one guy, maybe they just had a bad experience. Maybe yeah. I'll have a different shake. And sometimes you learn the hard way. Yeah. But that's life, right? You can dip a toe in the water. Absolutely. <laughs> How's it been heading out more out east, out west? You've done BC a couple of times. You've done Winnipeg. I guess uh, Manitoba as a whole. Not every promotion's out of Winnipeg there anymore, if I remember. Uh, I've been yeah, wrong there. I we'll, think they we'll have get, Portage what? La Prairie or yeah. Portage. Yeah, yeah. But that's real close to Winnipeg anyways. So Yeah, Manitoba's the only province I haven't been to. There's a fun really? love fact for you and the, you and the listening and viewing <laughs> audience. This is going to be audio and video, by the way. Oh, tremendous. Just, just so you know, so yeah. you can listen on your drive time commute. <laughs> how's it been, though? How have you been enjoying it? How how have you been enjoying now providing content for the 14, 16, 20-hour drives? <laughs> uh, that is driving out to Winnipeg and driving out to... We did Rutledge and Enderby when I did BC this year. And they say, not Rutledge, fine. Rutland. I was going to say, that's Jason. Yeah, that's Jason Rutland. <laughs> <laughs> Basically the same thing. Just slide that one and we'll just wait for the comment yeah. to come in. Because I know Jason's going to listen. He's going to uh, pop for that. I'm, absolutely. I'm I just, you know, I my number one <laughs> fan on my mind. What can I say? Oh, we're his number one fan too. Let's not, oh. let's not cut corners on yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. I, he is one of the greatest appreciated 
people associated with wrestling that's not a wrestler himself. I I love that. We've got such a cool community out here. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like the killers for those shows is the drives. Like that. If you don't have a quality car full of guys, like I've done the drive to Winnipeg by myself. Don't do that drive by yourself. It's horrible. Uh, I was going to say, didn't you have a drive out there where you had to end up changing a flat tire on the way back too? Oh, yeah. Uh, first, <laughs> the first time uh, Kayla J and I, yeah, we drove out there to uh, work for PCW and drove out there. It was fine. Worked the show. We both worked the show. We, both matches were good. Jumped in the car to head home and got a flat on the way out of town and yeah by time i like the roads out there like they weren't plowed or anything it was like not great roads so i couldn't actually really tell it was flat or the oh, just shitty roads so the tire was shredded and then it's like it's like midnight at the time it's like well looks like we got to get a hotel and find a place to change the tire in the morning so flynn flan yeah it was <laughs> I also have no idea of the geography of, of Manitoba. I could be like hundreds of miles away. No, we'll I have just, no idea. Wherever Google Maps says to go, that's artistic that's how I get color. It. We'll yeah. call it <laughs> artistic license. Uh, but yeah, it was that was an experience. I was so mad. <laughs> but then the tire got fixed. We drove home and it was good. Um, but yeah, I've done that drive solo. Don't do that. Uh, last time uh, it was me, Mars, Thickness, and TJ. And that was tremendous. We had a lot of fun. That that made that drive go by a lot easier. Uh, I remember the time that I did drive out by myself. I had it was <laughs> the after the inaugural indie dream match. Am uh, I <laughs> holy shit? There's a hashtag we're never bringing back. <laughs> oh my uh, god! And and I will fully as well cop. Like I helped beat that hashtag. Uh, just, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I I I was throwing uh, like no one's business. You head to WC Sports CA <laughs> on Twitter and Bud. Let me tell you, what, there were a lot of those. Yeah, there were that a was, lot of those. That I will not hashtag. claim innocence. Of, <laughs> my God. It it started out and it was like I just want to wrestle MRB, and then that hashtag came out. Jonah people, threw it out there first, if I remember. Yeah, yeah, on my old podcast, <laughs> and it just. It took on a life of its own and it was cool at first. And then it was like, oh my God, can we just let this go already? And then the next match that was like a big ticket match was like, oh, that's the next Alberta. And then it just turned into this rib backstage for all the workers. Oh, we got another Alberta indie dream match coming up. And here's what it I'm sorry. It's good for <laughs> nah, because it's hilarious. Like looking like even at the time, it was never not funny. It was just like at a point, it's just like, uh, but quality. It was always funny. It did like the perfect jumping of the shark where it was like, <laughs> okay, this works. And now it's terrible. Yeah. And, and you know what? It's on the come it up. Came back around. is the year of the Alberta Indie Dream Match. Oh, man. Just wait. Like six months from now, I'm going to advertise a match as an Alberta Indie Dream Match just to pop like <laughs> literally the two of us. And yeah. Jonah, hopefully, too. Absolutely. Hopefully there as well, too. Tell me about two baked hams. I, I I'm going to miss it. I can tell you that much. Yeah, we uh, Jonah and I decided to close the doors on two baked hams. We it was probably three weeks ish ago. That was before the Christmas breaks. I I have no concept of time. Time's not real. Don't worry. Yeah, it, true. Uh, That's a whole other podcast. We're gonna have to start on this series though. <laughs> you, me, and Eli Surge here in a row. No, sign me up. I'm in. Uh, yeah, two baked hams. We just. We were really hitting a stride and then the pandemic came and because we did everything live and we like we spent a bunch of money on our setup so that we could do live podcasts with microphones, uh, aiming to have just uh, higher quality because there's a lot of people with podcasts at the time. And some of them were just recording with microphones, like in the middle of the room. Say like, throwing like a recorder on the middle or of like the table. Their phone. There's nothing wrong if that's what works for you, but we just wanted to like a step up in professionalism. But then we're like, well, we spent the money on this. We want to use this stuff. So when the pandemic came, it pretty much shut us down. And then once all the bans got lifted and we could people again, 
Uh, I had been moving, like I was living back in Red Deer, uh, Jonah was in Edmonton and then jobs and then gas got expensive. And then it's just all these hurdles to jump through. And yeah, it was just no moves, unfortunately, no longer like time and or cost effective for us. So uh, we decided that we would call her a day. Uh, Jonah, he's since started doing a podcast with a different friend of ours where they take, uh, uh, what's it called? The Enlightened Dirtbag podcast. They'll read books and then they review the books and they have, they're working on their second season. They have like a theme for the season. I think last year they did, it was like motorcycles and like motorcycle trips and that whole deal. Super cool. Like it just a complete 180 from what Too Big, because Too Big Tams was sit down and our, like our personal Sit down, theory, hit go. Yeah. Whatever gets said on Too Big Tams is what needs to get said. That was how we approached every episode. And that's why they were, those episodes are what they are. Chaos. Complete chaos. chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's the kind of chaos we love, but chaos nonetheless. Yeah. And so, yeah. So Jonah's off podcasting still. And like I said, this last year was my busiest for wrestling. So I just, I had zero time. And plus having to maintain like a uh, quote unquote human job at the same time. Like there's just, just wasn't happening. So yeah, it was, it was for the best. It was sad. We recorded a, we Achieved our goal of 100 podcasts. That was what we set out to do from the very first one. Like we said, if we're not going to hit 100, we're not going to do this. So we hit 100. Then we recorded 101. Was the That was the wrap-up. That was us saying A farewell to kings, so to speak. Yeah. And it was bittersweet, but it was... I, they said bittersweet, but it was the right move. Well, at the very least, like you were saying, it's your busiest year in wrestling. It's not as though you didn't dive wholeheartedly into like every story you were telling, right? Like yeah. at the very least, you had the creative outlet outside of, you know, being able to sit down and talk about the various, oh. perhaps not PG talk <laughs> <laughs> that may yeah. have come about every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's about accurate, though. Like, Two Baked Hams was a great uh, creative outlet. It was, uh, like, it was basically, like, a level of talk therapy for Jonah and I. But being so busy with wrestling, having legit goods, like, especially with love, real good storylines that I could bite into, like, that aspect of, like, I didn't have necessarily that talk therapy with a buddy, but I had that creative outlet to just dump all my ideas into. And it was just, like... That worked for me, so it was good. Yeah. I was gonna say it's it's worked out in spades, and obviously, even just looking at it, man, like as the promoter for those who may not know, <laughs> um, but also just as like a wrestling fan, I think it's pretty cool that like you know, frankly, everybody's had the oh, who would we want to see wrestle each other? And you talk about talk, a lot of opportunities to put people in a ring with people they might not have. So let's talk. Let's talk. Even the culmination, I guess, of the first little three show story one of the matches i think you really you really just showed how goddamn good you are at professional wrestling <laughs> for lack of a better way man talk to me about your match with von vertigo oh man uh that was <clears throat> yeah i was legitimately nervous because that was kind of like the first opportunity for me with you know a quote-unquote like name brought in talent and i'd watch some of his stuff uh obviously he's a very talented individual uh he's found a lot of success over in europe basically everywhere he goes um so yeah there was a lot of like can i hang on a level with a guy that's been all these places like i know i'm i like i don't think i'm a terrible wrestler i know i'm good but there's levels to this so it's like i'm good in my territory am i good with guys that have been elsewhere am i good outside of my territory kind of thing and that was a real like Felt to me like a real out of my comfort zone. And then uh, putting that match together was like, it was, I just, I really loved that match. Putting it together uh, was really easy. It was really good to work with. Um, the match itself, it's a few little hiccups, but that's literally every match you're going to have. Um, the story we told in that match paid off in spades though. And uh, people who follow me on social media and people who like just talk to me and the the spot where we worked where he goes to punch me with the brass knuckles, I knock him out. 
And then I put on the brass knuckles and throw that punch. I am still to this day, that is the greatest wrestling punch I've ever thrown in my life. I am never going to not be proud of that. That's the first time you told me that. <laughs> yeah, like it just perfect. And Gavin's in the perfect spot to oh catch God, that. He's the best. Like it looks like I legitimately punched the dude's lights the out. Dude, yeah. And oh, like it just, and even knocked him out with the punch, got the pin crowd popped like it worked gangbusters and then he still beat me in the end and then that kicked off like the next section of my story for love which it just it set me off in such a perfect way uh, like it just yeah I, I have nothing bad to say the only actually thing that i have negative and it's not negative to say about that is it took me a while to get to a place where i felt like I was, because like when wrestling shut down, uh, I had made the jump into PWA and I was putting on some of my best matches and it took a while for me to get to where I felt like I was back on that level. Mm -hmm. And that match with Vaughn gave me a huge boost in confidence to help me get to that next level. And it honestly wasn't until the match that I had with Son of Irish where it was like after that match happened, I was like, okay, yeah, 100% back now. Like there's no, this is it. Like this is everything's up from here. And yeah, even just telling that story after the match with Vaughn and, you know, we're going to put Jack away because he lost the match and now Pride's going to run the ship and everything like just again, like everything with my bookings with love last year you and the booking committee gave me every opportunity to succeed and i think that i paid that back in spades the whole time like it just that wrestling relationship last year was just the one of the perfect symbiotic relationships you could have had i think worked great man worked real real great i want to ask you about son of irish there's a couple more i want to ask you about but uh you mentioned there too like beating vaughn you were very clearly on the jack side of things right yeah. when you were beating you know son of irish and over even just the last little bit up really until the match with mrb like it was very much pride did you think it was going to work as well as it did having sort of the split character and having sort of two real real different dichotomies to who you are yeah, I even when I first like started going down the road with this character, I, like it's it's more like even like as Facebook memories pop up and it's like, oh, I can see, oh, this is where I really started to do this. This is where I cut my hair. I've seen those ones popping yeah. up recently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and I like I noticed the things and I've seen what I've thrown away and what I've got into, but this the year in love. Uh, I think it really helped me get down the road to achieving what I really want to. And it, we're not quite there, but it's a, so much closer. And I think it's almost there uh, where right now pride, I want people to hate pride. Pride's a dick. Pride is pride. That's the gimmick. And Jack is the lovable, like Jack is the pinky to pride's brain. And in a perfect world where I want to get this and I'm not, like I, where I want this to go is to the point where when the crowd sees me as pride, they hate me. But when I hit that switch and now Jack's out, they're cheering me. And the first time that I really saw that was the scramble match after wrestling MRB because MRB beat me, saved Jack. Jack was allowed back out. We had the nice hug at the end. We did the Miz Force at the She's end. Gonna say, don't worry, don't think I haven't forgotten <laughs> to bring that. No, that <laughs> that will forever be wonderful. Both the spot on Raw and the post match spot, like that. Both of those meant so much to me. And so with that, Jack was allowed back out. So that next scramble match, I took that second to be like, "Hey, everybody, you haven't seen Jack for a while. This is me. I'm gonna be wrestling tonight." And the crowd popped. I saw you. And you sort of had to take that second. The for the first time in my career, I got a like I've always like been able to get the fans behind me cheering, but that was the first legitimate uh Jack chant that I had ever gotten. So like I said the words, 
got the response, but then I got more of a response than I was expecting. So uh, I think you, you're the one that pointed it out to me. And I, I looked for it after it's like, you can see where it's like, I am right on the line where it's like, don't lose character. Don't lose character. Don't lose yeah. character. And I'm so close to falling <laughs> over. But yeah, that, so like even that moment was like, I'm doing something right, but like that's the crowd paying it back to me. And it's like, oh, that felt that was so cool to me. Do you think any of that positive response came from just absolutely yeeting Stu Garvey <laughs> into the ring the, the month prior? <laughs> yeah, that probably helped. Yeah, poor Darby. You talk, talk about that moment in like the intro to that match at nine. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen you coming that close to just totally breaking as <laughs> when you got the pop for throwing Stu. <laughs> Yeah. Poor oh, Garvey. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say, <laughs> so sorry, Garves. Yeah. We love you so much. That's referee of the year. I should also Absolutely. point out referee Stuart Garvey. The integrity on that individual. Yeah. Quality man. Quality individual. Quality human, Stu Garvey. Uh back to it though. I wanted to ask you because that's that son of Irish match, like you say, you've you've sort of had a bit of a series of matches that are like turning points for you. It's worked real well. And I think that son of Irish match too was just like another step up. Just I remember how excited you were coming to the back after that match. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> that was one. Everything that we planned hit. Like, first off, my God, is he a talented individual? And Holy he shit, hey. Such a legitimate, like, that moniker, the future of professional wrestling. Like, that ain't smoke. If I'm being honest, when he first started using it, I was like, okay, kid, come on. I never said that to him because I was like, you got to do your thing. But my God. That thought, I am so unbelievably wrong. I get he, more and more convinced every show. He grew into that, and he is like he is doing the work. He's doing what he needs to do to be better all the time, and it, like just the immediate chemistry. Him and I have always worked well together. Uh, he was in MPW when I started my training in MPW. Yeah. So I've known him since he was like twelve years old. So we've always had chemistry. But this was that match is kind of like the first that was the biggest spotlight we've had for a match. And yeah, that night was just special. Everything hit for us. Timing hit for us. Uh, the spots, the fans, the everything. And like that whole match, like the planning of it started from a message from me to him. Hey, do you think you could do a shooting star press and me hit the swallowed pride out of that? Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. <laughs> and it gangbusters like it worked and that was probably uh, that much no i can't say that but like uh yeah everything was just about that match hit the way it was supposed to and that was kind of like the first one last year for me where it felt less like a it, it was a little more you know had more of that indie like what is seen as the quote-unquote indie match where you got these long drawn out spots with a little bit of no selling but you're like reversal for reversal for reversal for this for this for this and it's like a 10 sequence spot and i had been doing like a lot more like what i consider for myself basic stuff but i knew with irish like just the chemistry that we had even before that it was like okay now i can try some of my leveled up stuff a little bit more and i'll have the confidence and it's not that I had no confidence in anyone else, but it's just I had the confidence in me. Sometimes you need that eye opener. To be able to keep up to him. And I mean that because, like, I'm talented. I'm not selling myself short, but he is just good. He is just that much better. Because, like, I've done a lot with with what I've been given. He's just natural at this. This just comes to him. And It is pretty damn cool, Pride. And I've said this to you a couple of times, and pretty well since the first show we did like every show i'll start getting messages from people out of town and people from the states and all this sort of stuff saying holy shit i watch this on twitch i've got to wrestle this this and this yeah. and more often than not like son of irish is brought up not just once not just twice like every freaking show that kid's nuts good yeah yeah he wrestling is going to if he makes it in wrestling or if he doesn't make it in wrestling it's 100 percent his choice yeah like He'll have, I think, just with his talent level and his mind, the kid stays super humble too. Like he is consciously tries to remain humble. Just kind. So I think wrestling is just going to be open to him as he gets better and better and better. It's just going to open more and more doors. Like 
there's a few people backstage, but he's absolutely one. Like, I won't be shocked when we see him on TV one day. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, on a regular basis, too. Like, I think if he wants to make it in wrestling, he will. Man, it's so cool. You just see the growth in Edmonton's wrestling scene. And it's certainly always been talented. And we've had this conversation a trillion times, homie. But, like, it is. it has never been a lack of talent. I think it's been a lack of um not even just a lack of opportunity but just a lack of accessibility getting that footage out there getting it out there in a timely manner and like talk about people who have benefited i i i really hope that guy goes somewhere i think you can point to fuck 40 people in this province right now that you could say something similar about and that this person should go somewhere you know what i mean but it's time for the alberta indie dream (laughs) because that really man like up until and we'd talked about this just to pull the curtain back a little like we'd talked about this being one of the end destinations like from the start of lpw is bringing back that mrb and jack pride match yeah right um how is this one maybe different for you than the previous ones you've had because you know even even looking at what we've been able to do with lpw and the platform we've got every time you guys have faced off it's been you know again overused the phrase but like an alberta indie dream match or a main event or like a real selling point it's not as though this hasn't been unhyped before yeah. for lack of a better way to put it so maybe how's this one been different and and we'll, we'll talk Ms. for stuff later we can leave that extraneous <laughs> but uh how was it different for you um well uh for me so when the inaugural indie dream match happened uh <clears throat> that came off of a promo i cut in cwc uh where like i had been asking the promoters that i was working for at the time hey i want to work with mrb he is seen as the guy like i want that match uh someone give it to me and i kept getting like wishy-washy responses I was like hey cool uh, this is our WrestleMania show for the CWC this year. Cool. I, you know, I helped me get my character over. Can I, can I do a promo? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Open your match. Perfect. Wink and a nudge. And now I'm going <laughs> to call out this human being. And I did. Like, I would assume he had no idea going in. Zero. I told nobody. Oh, man. And apparently that's not necessarily something you're supposed to do. But I've learned that the hard way too. Uh, like, <laughs> I worked on shows with him before and I knew like, he's not a douchebag. He's not like, if that would have been the wrong move, the worst I figured I'd have got from him was a message. Hey man, you can't do this shit. It never came. And Oh, very soon after people were like, really? Like people were like, Oh, you want to wrestle with, Oh, that'd be such a good match. And then one of the promoters put it together all I wanted to do was wrestle the guy that was seen as the best so that I could gauge where I'm at. If I can hang with this person, maybe I am in the upper tier. Maybe, I, you know, maybe the things that people had said and we're still saying about CWC aren't true. Like we started where we did. We all have talent. We all deserve to be seen. So that was just my thing. I want to be seen wrestling the best and see how I do. So going into the very first one, absolutely nervous like mm. he putting that match together he's like hey what are what's some of the like what are some of the jack pride moves you do what do you want to try and, and it's like deer in a headlight just like what uh double uh, axe handle off the yeah, top rope yeah uh you're gonna see a lot of me with my hands over my head waiting to get cut off a lot I don't know of, come on yeah. the curtain. <laughs> uh <clears throat> just let me nail my entrance yeah. <laughs> uh, uh but then like and so that match it played out and i've talked to him after like he kind of because like i don't know this is my assumption he never said this but like i assume he kind of wanted to push me because i did call him out because it was like a non-typical way to bring a match together like kind of like okay call me out let's see what you can do yeah because he did say that he did try and push me and I felt I hung in there pretty decently. So I felt good after that. And then the promoter was like, okay, well, let's do a, a series of these. So we did a few more and they got easier. Him and I just have really good chemistry. Yeah. And the last time we had wrestled was the very last uh, CW. Uh, no, I think it was CWC slash RCW branded show. But anyways, we wrestled there uh, in festival hall and again, it was just 
so good. Like he, uh, he's even said to me, like, that's one of his, like it's on the list. When he thinks the favorite matches, that match is on there. Um, he's always uh, like, we have a really good chemistry, but we hadn't worked for a few years together. Like we'd done like, involvement in tag matches you say like rumble like, spots and your little stuff like that yeah but not no straight up one-on-one and so coming into the one for love for the grand championship uh the nerves weren't there out of me it was a little like i i still like yielded to him a little bit putting it together he got such an amazing mind for that like i think i'd be a little silly not to i was gonna say you you uh, take from the best when you can absolutely um but kind of the plan out of the start with how we had booked into it, the promos leading into it, all of that stuff. Uh, it was a very different vibe going into things. And it was easily the grittiest match him and I, like all the other ones had indie, like that quote unquote, indie rific feel to them. We were doing high spots, doing all the things, but that one, we, like it was a conscious decision because everybody, like everybody I talked to backstage, what are these guys going to do? Like, oh, it's going to be so crazy. And we didn't do it to not, like we didn't do the match the way we did as a way to like, oh, you guys want that? We're not giving it to you. But like for me, I was very okay going that grittier way because okay, everyone's seen us do like the indie-rific sort of thing, but like we can do other styles of things. So it was very like a lot grittier like it was a fight it was crazy in a different way yeah uh like we were both like super aggressive in it and throwing a lot of shots like and we weren't we certainly weren't holding back neither of us were and it was a lot of fun and we still had a couple like really good high spots out of the whole deal but it was like the mindset was let's just go out there and we've got good chemistry let's beat the shit out of each other and see what happens and it was great. Lo and I behold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. I There's guys that you'll go out there and they'll hit you, like they'll give you a good shot. And it's like, oh man, like piss off. Like you don't gotta, don't gotta kill me. When I'm in there with, with MRB, for whatever reason, he'll, and it's like, cool. Now I'll give you one back. And it's just like you feed off that with certain people and him and I have such like a good working relationship and good chemistry. That's just like, yeah, let's just beat each other up and see what happens. And it was, yeah. Just the best kind of professional wrestling. If you ask me, yes. Hit hard, no receipts. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I love it, man. Now at the end of that match, and we've talked a little bit about it, but at the end of that match, there was the, uh, the Miz force spot, so to speak, (laughs) which I loved, but we need the backstory for This was your first time doing anything with WWE. If I remember right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'd never, yeah. First time with any like major sort of company that I was. Yeah. Like, First. Set the stage. So Monday Night Raw is coming to Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, when do you find out, like, hey, I'm, I'm potentially going to be a part of this. Here's what I'm doing. Like, what's the procedure? Because obviously, and I don't need to tell you, I have never done any work for WWE <laughs> before. <laughs> uh, so I actually, I didn't realize that they were, like, going to be in town. And at that point, in, like, when they first when it was first announced and when kind of people were first sending their feelers out, like, Oh, you're going to be in town. If you need extra work. Like I didn't, I had never done any of that stuff. I didn't know the procedure and admittedly, and it's not the greatest mindset, but if something's too complicated, I'll avoid it. I was like, that seemed really complicated. So maybe not for me. So I don't do my own taxes, (laughs) man. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, So I kind of let it be, but then I, uh, I'd had very, very close, like the weekend before. So like a couple of days before I was at training at uh, the clandestine wrestling society and MRB had asked like, Hey, um, he was already like, he had sent in all the, everything Uh, Zoe had, I forget who else had a few other people had sent in all their stuff. Uh, Crow had sent his stuff in so they were they were already in and MRB got told, hey, turns out we're going to need some more extras. Do you know anybody? And I happened to be at training that day and he's like, hey, I got this information. 
do you want to do this? Can you do this? So I immediately phoned my human job boss and was like, hey, got this real cool potential. Yeah, absolutely. Go do that. Don't worry about work. And that's honest. And then I sent uh, a couple emails with some information to the people involved at the WWE. And like, perfect. Uh, sent me all the information. This is when you got to be here. This is kind of the initial shakedown. And there I was backstage at WWE. Uh, <clears throat> super cool. Like uh, we were, so you're backstage and they take you to where the, uh, like the extras talent go. Like we had our own spots. So there's a few guys from like across the country that were in there. Plus most of the local guys were all hanging out. Somebody came and was like, hey, getting to the point where we're going to decide what spots we need you guys to do. Uh, can you come check in with medical? Uh, now, for me, because I did get involved very last minute, uh, I, I hadn't done the medical required, the beforehand stuff, yeah. which disqualified me from doing any, like, physical. Yeah, like, security, in- anything like that. Yeah, so, so, like, the, so then, like, yeah, you can do only non-physical spots. So, like, perfect, we have a spot for that, so we'll get you in on that. And uh, so, like, Mo was one of the ones that ended up getting pulled. He got to do that match with Almas. Um, Super cool. Uh, But, yeah, so they pulled a few of, like, MRB, Crow, a few other guys. Uh, Bobby Shank was there. I should say that's the first time after. So afterwards, I went out with a few of the roster. Yeah. Um, And we went out for drinks afterwards. And I did not expect to meet Bobby Shank for the first time oh, that's at, wild. at the Canadian Brew House on 109. <laughs> oh, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, he's a wonderful dude. I, Great human being. Absolutely. Great human being. Uh, tallest member of the Miz Force. I was going to say. By so. like a long ways. <laughs> I got to be honest. That's how I immediately recognized it was him. When y'all that tall guy in the screen. back. <laughs> um. It's almost my favorite part of all of those too is like you see the little pockets of like the Edmonton wrestling community. Yeah. Like Mo was the same thing, and you guys are the same thing on the screen. Is you see like four or five people in every section that are just doing the Leo DiCaprio exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So then uh, they pulled us aside, and because the nature of the spot was stand there, run off as everyone saw, and then. The next spot was us all taken out. Uh, Loomis didn't physically beat us up. That's why I was okay to do that spot. You're supposed to spoiler warnings before. Oh yeah. Uh, whew, sorry guys. Some of this is scripted sometimes. I'm gonna watch this on, oh, no. on my YouTube analytics and just watch the drop off yeah. after. <laughs> He's ruined it. He's ruined it. He is the first one. <laughs> Business is dead, brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then, man. Other little tidbit within that spot. Uh, Most people that know me, Chris Jericho is and always has been my guy. Like it just like from the first time I saw Jericho in WCW, that's it. That's the guy. And followed him his whole career and he's always number one. But they very as as close as another wrestler could be. uh, My number two is The Miz. Yeah. So when they pulled, they didn't. I didn't hear at least they might've told us, I didn't hear out of the gates that we were going to be doing the spot with the Miz. They're just like, yeah, we've got you guys for security. If you want to come this way and we're all kind of so hanging out with MRB and crow. And then we hear somebody, I, I don't know who said it. I don't know. All I heard was, yeah. So when the Miz gets here or something along those lines and Amelia is what, and I turned to Crow and I was like, oh my, did he just say the Miz? Did he say the Miz? The Miz is going to be here? And I'm just having this like, I was like, Stephen, I just need to get all of this stuff out to you right now. So when he shows up, I am I'm not good. a complete mark. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then he showed up and I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. It's the Miz. It's in character because you're security right now. You got to be cool. Did the spot. Oh my God, that was so cool. We did the spot. They're like, uh, he is beyond professional backstage, like going over his, like, they gave him like, this is the angle we want you to take. Uh, these are kind of the lines. And he's like, he was running his lines uh, just to himself. And he'd be like, Hey, how do you guys feel? I think if I change this and they were cool working with him to change the lines, to fit him a little bit better. Uh, he filmed it. And there was the one take that 
like they had done and he's like no 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 that's not it he's very super professional yeah. yeah and like i appreciate that because people that have worked with me on promo type things and uh you put a lot of weight on them to say the least yes uh kayla is one and she can attest to i can be a pain in the ass to work with because i can be so meticulous with things and so to see him being that way is like okay i feel less bad that i can be that way because he's like that and then we did the spot everyone liked it and he came around and he shook all of our hand like all the scary guys hey thanks for that guys hey thanks for that and like it's just like an in-passing thing but the fact that this clear megastar on TV just came up to me, which all in all in that spot, a relative nobody shook my hand and said, thanks for the spot. I appreciate it. And then, uh, <clears throat> and then even after the fact, he like rounded us all up. Hey, I want to do a TikTok and have all you guys there. So then we got to also be on the Mrs. TikTok because he thought it was cool. So, and yeah, just solid dude. Very professional, very meticulous, and but like still not completely full of himself. Like just a very confident in his abilities person. Yeah, it's all the stuff you wouldn't notice if he didn't do, and the stuff that you certainly notice because he did do. Yeah, right. So we'll close her out with this one. Well, we got we'll close her out with two more. But of course, I do have to ask and give as much as you need. This is also going to be coming out before Love Pro Wrestling Eleven, the blue event. Just to give you some context here, okay. uh, you won three awards. This yeah. year, my friend, <laughs> wrestler of the year, match of the year, and moment of the year. One of the closing moments of LPW X Appetite for Wrestling uh, was Mars the Specialist, who's gone through some tag team partners, some yeah. some some friends lately, to use his <laughs> phrase with it, uh, aligning with you and TJ Cannon, purportedly. So, yes. Um, Let's just talk about maybe how that relationship started, because I know you brought up, you know, going out to Winnipeg with those guys and and everything in between. But um, what specifically drew you to TJ and Mars? Uh, so when I came back, uh, my first singles match back was with Mars, the specialist. Uh, Heck of a way to come back. Yeah. I So here's a little just tidbit that goes along with that. I was told by the promoter of that company uh, when I, my first two matches back, Mars the Specialist in Calgary and Heavy Metal in Edmonton. And I was told by the promoter of that company, if you can't work with these two, you can't work and you don't deserve to be booked. Okay. Back. Yeah. Like, thanks for the vote of confidence. Pretty sure I've seen you wrestle and you couldn't wrestle with either of them, but that's beside the point. Hey, that goes for me too. Yeah. I'm, I'd be a terrible, <laughs> I'd be a terrible wrestling promoter. Yeah. Like, I'd be a terrible promoter who wrestles. I'd be yeah. a terrible wrestling promoter who probably <laughs> that's going to get <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's... <laughs> I'm going to see that on Twitter like four months, months. Congratulations, Spencer. You played yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so my first match back was with Mars and then, uh, and immediately I was like, oh, like it was again, one of those, like, I know I'm good. Like he was, it was a good match back for me because Mars is talented as all hell. And so he was able to carry me. Like we put stuff together. I'm not selling myself short, but first singles match back in say, two years. Like anybody who's going to have a tough time getting yeah. back in. Yeah, so he carried me enough that I didn't look completely rusty. And the same thing went the next night with Metal. Like, kudos to both of them. They helped make me look good. Um, and yeah, like, and then it just turned into, uh, because Mars and TJ were down in Calgary, and anytime they're coming up, up to Edmonton, I would just jump in with them. So I was riding with them all the time. Uh, got to know them a lot. And actually the, the one PWA show, we did the Saddle Dome this year and we were, Mars and I were on the same team. There was a, like a Survivor like the five Series on five, style. Right? Yeah, the elimination match, but the winners got a, I forget what they called it, but we got a cup. And they're like, yeah, we want everybody to sign this thing. Kind of like the way they engrave names on the Stanley Cup, you know, get everybody to sign it. And then the next set of winners, they'll sign it. And that was kind of the gimmick that we were presented with. So everybody on the team we all signed it now the cup maybe about the size of the microphone like 
The bowl is kind of here. The little stand is about there. Not huge. So everybody... Who decided to sign their name real big? (laughs) So everyone signs their name a decent size, like, hey, somebody else might want to do this. But Mr. Mars, the specialist, signed like half of that fucking thing. Mars! (laughs) (laughs) And... 10 out of 10 won't let him live that down ever. Oh, no, he's going to hear about that in, uh, well, three weeks' time. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, so traveling with him and TJ all the time. Uh, TJ, I... TJ's one, I see a lot of my early self in TJ. So I just, yeah, uh, like some of the struggles he's had, some of the successes, he, uh, successes he's had. It's like, that looks very similar to places I've been, like, in my career. So just seeing that, like, there, I got a special place in my heart for TJ. I just, uh, so, like, immediately I was just like, this kid's, like, and he he's another one. Like, I'm drawn to, eh, through most things, but, like, especially wrestling, people who want to get better. Like, I'm doing this thing. There is a professional aspect to it. I want to improve. Yeah, TJ... Uh, was one of the actually one of the only people last year but he did and he's like hey man uh, we had some matches together can you like do you want to go over them and send me feedback and I love when guys do that because a I love watching wrestling to analyze it yeah Uh, it's hard for me to watch wrestling as a fan I'm always super critical yeah Um, but him asking me specifically like I remember early in my career getting out of my comfort zone to be like, Hey, we just wrestled. Could you watch the match and give me feedback so I can get better? Like I find for me, that's the easiest way to like to improve outside of just drilling stuff over and over and over. Yeah. Um, So yeah, when he took the time to ask that, it was like, okay, this guy wants to get better. This guy wants to improve. He's not just doing this to do this. Like some people, and I'm not shitting on those guys. That's one way to wrestle. I'm just, I'm drawn to people who want to excel. And the second he did that, I was just like, yeah, this is somebody I want to be around. And so, yeah. And him and Mars are both like, they're super good friends. Uh, another guy I'm super good friends with, Stephen Crow. They're all good buddies. It's like, we just kind of like, because I'm from Red Deer and I live in Red Deer, I've found the last year I just kind of glommed on and became real good friends with the, the Calgary car. Yeah. And yeah, they just... And like I said, we drove out, like a, TJ came out with me. We did BC. I went with TJ and Mars. We did Winnipeg. Like it just, in the last year, there's nobody I've spent more time with than those two. So naturally, who would I want to surround myself in the wrestling ring than those two? And fun fact, unfortunately, I checked my ringside uh, or my cage match, sorry, from last year. I think I had like five or six singles matches with Mars motherfucker beat me every single time (laughs) can't get a win to save my life (laughs) maybe eventually but it won't be this year won't be this year at least not with mars pride i'm gonna shoot straight with you as they so say we've got about four percent battery left here on my computer and i'm gonna i'm not gonna stand up and (laughs) awkwardly plug her in here we're just gonna uh we're just gonna close her out i don't know what your other dates are as far as it goes but january 27th Yes. The Rec Room South Edmonton. You're going one-on-one for the first time with Travis Williams. Yeah. That's going to be a friggin' hoot, man. I'm so yeah. excited. But people want to keep up to date with you prior to that, during that, after that, anywhere in between. Where can they do so? How can they do so? Uh, <clears throat> trying to think. Uh, the 14th of this month, uh, I'm out for, it's a Saturday, whatever the Saturday that weekend. I'm out for Can-Am in Calgary. And then the next weekend, I can't remember, I think it's the Friday, it's Innisfail. And then the Saturday is Calgary, both for Can-Am again. Then the 26th, uh, the debut of Big Vision Wrestling. Uh, TJ and I will be tagging up to take on the State of Emergency. Fuck, I love SOE. Pretty excited for that match. Uh, But admittedly i am the most excited for the singles with travis williams it's he's a huge standout in bc and all around good dude i like hanging out with him backstage that's, unfortunately there's a match to worry about when right. unfortunately <laughs> gonna have to stomp his face into the mat but we're i are cool other than that yeah we'll be good before and after that but unfortunately that's how it's gonna have to go uh 
seen some people already, and I hope we can live up to this. Uh, uh, start the year off with the match of the year candidate, and I'm not going to say it's not going to be that. I'm not going to say it is going to be that, but, but that that's is what you're trying to live up. That's to. the aim, yeah. So hopefully, I think we can do it. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, thanks for the time, friend. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank this has you. Been good. This has been a nice way to kick off the interviewing year for old Spencer Love. <laughs> and if you, friends, want to stay up to date with the rest of the interviewing year from not just Spencer Love, but everybody else here, follow Love Wrestling wherever podcasts are played, videos are viewed, or awesome content is created by awesome people at Love Wrestling CA. Pick up your tickets on Eventbrite for LPW 11, the blue event taking place January 27th at the Rec Room South Edmonton. Or if you want to get into each and every event that we're taking over Y-E-G with. Pick up some season tickets. Everybody's doing it. You save some money and you make sure that you're checking out at least 11 events featuring the best of the best in Canadian pro wrestling for the man of two minds. I've been Spencer Love. I'll continue to be Spencer Love, but that's not how you close out an interview. I just don't think. Jack off. Thank you. (laughs) 